You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. In the times as we are social distancing ourselves in response to the coronavirus, we also have to try to think of content for the show. And I can only imagine what is cooking in Doug Branson's brain as he tries to make bumps. He puts out on Twitter, he was making new bumps for the show. And three of them, is that right, Doug, have to do with Anthony Tolliver. I have no clue what kind of show we're going to do for the next couple of months or so. Uh, Listen, so I I was searching through the show and they just kept popping up. Apparently for like three straight weeks, we talked about Anthony Tolliver. I don't know why. (laughs) I I don't know what was going through our heads at the time, but that is the reality that we are left with now. I had no choice but to make three bumps that center around the subject of Anthony Tolliver. You had no choice. There Bobcats was no other content. legend, Anthony Tolliver. We had no content to provide other than Anthony Tolliver. So Doug was left with no choice but to put pumps together that had what? How many years did he play? Like one season with the Bobcats? One, how, how many years? One glorious, amazing three point sharp shooting playoff factor making Anthony Tolliver season in Charlotte with the orange and navy blue. <laughs> We have plenty of Anthony (laughs) Tolliver content. That's why you come to the show, I imagine. You want to listen to Locked on Hornets strictly for the Anthony Tolliver content. We do have an update for you around the coronavirus and how it might affect the NBA. First, really, how the coronavirus affects everyday life. The CDC put out yesterday that they have a suggestion of eight weeks, now two months, of no gatherings at a minimum of 50 people, Doug, and a pretty dramatic uh, increase in time and a pretty dramatic drop-off, I think, in large gatherings. I think the numbers that we had become accustomed to have been really no no less than 100. I think we had seen that number quite a bit. 250 seemed to be a number that was thrown out there. 500 and 1,000 are the numbers that I can think of when other cities try to put that suggestion out there of, hey, and even bans saying no mass gatherings of this amount of people. The fact that the CDC comes out and says there should not be a mass gathering exceeding 50 people for not only a month, which I think an optimistic view of this was saying, hey, hopefully we can go um, we can go through this for a couple of weeks and then people are going to start reporting back to work, at least initially. Now we're talking about doing this for two months, Doug. I think things took a real turn with the CDC report yesterday. Yeah, and I think, honestly, the owners were prepared for this. I think a lot of them looked at the how things were trending and knew that it was going to get worse before it got better. Now we're looking at eight weeks of no gatherings at minimum 50, and you should note, Walker, that you know you get to 50 people very quickly even without fans. I mean, with the coaching staff, the trainers, the people that are required to actually put on a basketball game, you're going to exceed 50 very quickly. And, and the reports from... Adrian Wojnarowski are saying that the owners feel like it could be even three months before play resumes in whatever form it takes, whether it's the resuming the regular season or going straight to the playoffs. And that would put it at mid-June. And I'm hearing now that it could even be July before they resume it. And the question that I have right now is, should they even resume? At this point, should it just be a playoff season? Or do you just mean regular season? I mean, I mean anything because you get to a certain point in the calendar where you go, okay, if we even do playoffs at this point, because the playoffs take so long uh, that you're you're going to have to start pushing other stuff back, and then you've got to you've got to figure out how you make the next season happen. Uh, This would not be unprecedented. Uh, The NHL, I believe, in the 
uh, I believe in like 1919, uh, did not have a Stanley Cup Finals, and baseball uh, had a lost season in 1994. So it's not like it hasn't happened before. And I think, honestly, if this, if this pushes into July and August, I think the NBA has to consider canceling. And both of our cities not doing the best job, Doug, at staying indoors. I saw that picture of downtown Nashville that had people aplenty. Same thing happened here in Charlotte, where there was, was a lot of people pretty much bar hopping or just at bars, period, staying at one place in South End, but staying at one of those bars. They were packed this weekend, Friday and Saturday, even Sunday. There was quite a lot of people out. You see some of these other pictures where people are on spring break in Florida. I mean, it's insane how many people were out this past weekend despite the coronavirus outbreak. And so hopefully everybody does find themselves responsible here sooner rather than later where they already should have done so and find themselves at home in quarantine at some point. Um, and if so, then maybe this thing can get flattened. This curve can get flattened as soon as possible. Uh, as far as the Hornets go, Doug, pretty cool what the Charlotte Hornets did this past weekend. Uh, a report coming in from Chris Haynes, I think over the weekend is when he broke this, maybe even yesterday. He said, Yahoo sources, Hornets players chose to partner as team, not individually. And the amount donated by each player to fund part-time employees won't be announced, but players wanted to avoid optics of competing, self-promotion. We're here as a team to make a difference during this crazy time, end quote. This meaning that the Hornets uh, did announce that they have partnered to establish a fund to provide financial assistance to those working with the Hornets organization and their hourly wages, the player, the uh, employees, I should say, that work for hourly wages. I think this is awesome, Doug. I mean, of course, I, I don't know if there's any other take to have about this, right? Even Kevin Love coming out with $100,000 is great. Zion Williamson pledging money to the hourly wage workers as well. It's all fantastic. And that's not to diminish them for coming out and saying that they're going to do this at all. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I don't care if you get any recognition for it. But I, I thought it was interesting that the Hornets made it a priority to not show how much money they were donating, how they wanted to do this as a team. Michael Jordan ownership is involved on this, even though people had fun criticizing Michael Jordan for not being a part of this. Once that report came out from all the players, very cool scene, very cool thing to hear that the Hornets are taking care of their employees. Yeah, I think... Uh, people, including me, were starting to wonder why we had not heard anything from the Hornets organization while other players and owners were stepping up and saying, yes, we're going to get this taken care of, even if they didn't have details over the weekend going into Sunday. I was like, where, where are the Hornets on this? And I think we now know. And, and to be fair, like time is of the essence. I mean, these people are not being compensated and, and every day counts at this point. And so uh, but I think we see why now they were getting together as a unit uh, to establish this fund, and it is players, it is ownership, it is also Hornets Sports and Entertainment, and we should note that it not only covers the people that are responsible for putting on Hornets games, but it also uh, helps out the people who are responsible for putting on G League games at the Greensboro Swarm. So everyone involved with Hornets Sports and Entertainment, uh, it seems like, will be getting, and these are all part-time people, more than 500 are employed by Hornet Sports and Entertainment. So it's nice to see everyone getting on the same page and and everyone gets to know that that they are taken care of. And, and that's a that's a special thing, and I'm glad they did it. And you're absolutely right that time is of the essence here, and I don't think enough time elapsed to heavily criticize the Charlotte Hornets for doing this. No, no, I no, I wasn't seen. criticizing. You're right. No, I, I know you were. And I don't think anyone was. I was just starting to wonder, like, what is taking so long? It, because things are moving so fast right now. And so I think it's just it's just one of those things where you're like, what, what's, what's, what's going on? And the, the Hornets did step up and, and do it right. 
I think we've demonstrated a couple times the urgency to stay inside, to not serve as a channel to another person to maybe pass this virus along. Even if you don't feel the symptoms yourself, it's important to stay inside. But understandably, you will want food if you have not gone grocery shopping to the mass effect to go and stock as much as you possibly can in the fridge, in the freezer for months. You might still want to get your fix of uh, McDonald's and Postmates certainly is a great way to get some of the fast food that you still crave while staying indoors. It's true. Postmates, uh, they're a supporter of this show from an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12 pack of beers to get you through this time while you watch, uh, while you watch anything, maybe some classic games, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you want to crack one open. We're not judging. Sometimes you just need what you need. (laughs) Deliver. I think Walker's cracking one open right now. Uh, Drink responsibly. (laughs) Sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. It is a. I'm a huge Postmates guy myself. Let me tell you. And if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. You know, swinging into a uh, swinging into a lunch, maybe an early dinner. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant that I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier with grocery delivery and whatever you can think of. You can get it delivered. Convenience stores, clothing stores, if if you name it, Postmates can deliver it. No more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. You don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100, a, a bucko of free delivery <laughs> credit for your first seven days. Crazy. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anytime, anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. The season lives on for the Charlotte Hornets, according to us. We give you the Nintendo Switch results next on Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. Like, you can't drop a name like Anthony Tolliver into the middle of a ring. It's like dropping a piece of savory, juicy meat in, in a lion cage. You know, if you drop Anthony Tolliver's name into this conversation, I'm going to attack that. it and I'm going to, I'm gonna, just going to rip it up. I know that. I know that once, hey man, you got to stay away from Anthony Tolliver. It's going to make Doug into a rabid dog. I'm tall over it. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. That's still my favorite part of that. It's not your rant about Anthony Tolliver or your metaphor about how you might become a lion with meat thrown to you because Anthony Tolliver is the meat. My favorite part is that I was expected to know that I can't put a name like Anthony Tolliver out there in in order for you not to act like a wild animal. Tall over the wordplay. You have results, Doug. Nintendo Switch. You have been putting the simulated. You've been now. You haven't been playing the game, right? You just simulated the game, computer versus computer. This is a world happening within the Nintendo Switch without any kind of influence from you. And the Hornet season lives on 2019, 2020. What kind of results do you have for us? Yeah, I left it up to the CPU because I'm no good at NBA 2K. I, I get frustrated with the game. I think the CPU is way too hard and I, I don't even like playing anymore, but I thought I'd crack it open and get this sim out so that we could have an alternate Hornets universe. We could continue the season, sim these games 
uh, but you don't want me on the stakes. Maybe you do, actually. Maybe you want them to lose so that they would get a higher draft pick in our alternate universe. So many ways we can go with this, Walker, because we can start looking at the auto-generated rookies that the Hornets will be scouting later on in this series because we'll continue to do this as the weeks go on. But yeah, I simulated their uh, last two games, which would have been against Cleveland on March 13th and then a weekend game against the Orlando Magic March 15th. But let me let me tell you, things are getting wild right now. The Hornets are on a three-game winning streak. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, the, the, the win against the Cavs, that, that's something we probably should have expected. But to get – that was 126 to 101. The offense was on fire. Let me report some stats from this game. So – the the leading score. You you know what? Take a guess, Walker. Who do you think oh, the leading score man. was in this game? I I have to imagine that this is going to be some off the wall answer. I will stay home. I will stay. I think logical and go with a Terry Rozier who had been playing pretty well as of late. Wrong. Terry Rozier was the fourth leading scorer in this game. What about Devonte Graham? Wrong. He was the third leading scorer in this game. How about PJ Washington? Wrong. He was the one, two, three, four, five, sixth leading scorer in this game. No, the leading scorer in this 126-101 win against the Cleveland Cavaliers was Billy Hernan Gomez, <laughs> 23 <laughs> points, six of, six of 10 from the field, 10 of 10 from the line. Dude was getting fouled all over the place, and he almost fouled out. He took five trips to the free throw line and yeah. fouled five times. So he finishes the game 23 points, nine rebounds, two assists. The second leading scorer was Nick Batum at oh, 18 yeah. points. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> What's going on? Does this? Do they know anything about the Hornets? What's going on with the CPU? Well, I'm wondering if the Hornets got out to a big lead. Let's see. First quarter, they won 33 to 30. Then got a six point, and so they were up nine at the half. Then a 33 to 21 third quarter. So they were up okay. big going into the fourth. So maybe Batum and Hernan Gomez. Yes, it does factor in the the latest lineups and rotations. So maybe Batum just got in there. Batum was seven of nine. Four of five from the three-point line. Uh, Devontae Graham was five of 15. Rozier was six of 14. Bridges was six of 14. Balanced scoring night overall. Cody Zeller had eight. Biombo had 13. Jalen McDaniels chipping in three. Cody Martin, 15 minutes in this game, but zero points, two rebounds, one, assi one assist, only one shot. And Dwayne Bacon getting the DNP. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the last time that Nick Batum had at least taken nine <laughs> attempts in a game. And he actually took eight attempts in that game in Paris, but other than shot eight times. And other than that, I can't find any other game where he shot more than eight times this season. I have to go all the way back to 2018, 2019 to try to find that. All right, so let you want to move on. Do you do you want to know anything else about this Cavs game? I can give you some just team statistics as well. The Cavaliers did not play well. Drummond had 27 points, 14 rebounds. He was a majority of their offense. But Colin Sexton, very inefficient night, 7 of 19. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the big stat is Kevin Love, 13 points, 11 rebounds. He does get the double-double, but five turnovers and three of 11 from the field, only three made three-pointers. And that really was the difference in this game. I mean, the Hornets, they had 15 three-pointers in this game, 15 of 32, 47% from beyond the arc. Uh, the Cavaliers only eight made three-pointers. That was probably the big difference in this one. How about Nick Batum? The last time he shot more than nine times in a game, or at least even nine times, he actually had a five game stretch, a five game in a row stretch in March 
starting against the Miami Heat on March 6th last season. They lost 91 to 84. He went three of 13. And then the last game of this five game stretch would become again against the Miami Heat 93 to 75. They lost. He went three of 11. So a couple of bookend bad performances from Nick Batum. And then he wouldn't shoot nine times again until that famed game against the Cleveland Cavaliers where he went seven of nine. A lot of crazy. I think that just speaks to how many crazy things happened at the end of the year last season that were probably mirages. I mean, Malik Monk's performance, Dwayne Bacon's performance, and then Nick Batum doing that. Like, just so many outlier things happened at the end of last season that we really hoped were going to carry over into this season, and they just they simply didn't. Um, okay, moving on. The Charlotte. How Hornets. many games did you sim, Doug? Was it three? So I'm simming along with the actual date. So I only okay. simmed. I only simmed uh, the the two games that they had, the Cleveland Cavalier game, and then they had a game on. They would have had a game on Sunday against the Orlando Magic, and they got that win as well against the old coach Steve Clifford. We this was a close one, though. Listen to this score: one ten to one oh nine. The Hornets score thirty four points in the fourth quarter to 29 for the Magic to get this win. Now, I don't have a play-by-play look, so I can't tell you how exciting this game was or if uh, someone hit a last-second shot at the buzzer to give them the win, but 110-109 is the final score. The leading score for this game is who you would think. Devontae Graham, 16 points in this one in 33 minutes, 6 of 15 from the field. He also added eight assists, and three steals. So he's really getting back into his groove. Four of nine from the three-point line. But guess who the second leading scorer was? It can't be Billy again. Billy didn't have two games in a row like that, did he? It's not Billy, but it is Nick Batum, who in only 20 minutes scored 15 points. I don't know what has gotten into Nick Batum in this Hornets alternate universe, but he is all of a sudden worth every penny of his massive contract. 15 points in this one in 20 minutes, three assists, five of 11 from the field, two of four uh, from beyond the arc. Go, going down uh, the box score here, Billy did show up in this game, though. 25 minutes, 14 points. That's more than PJ in this game. 14 points, eight rebounds, seven of 10 from the field. I mean, he's putting up Mitchell Robinson type field goal <laughs> percentage numbers in these games. Mitchell Robinson is the first. You do have a man crush on Mitchell Robinson. I think we have come to know the last probably two weeks ever since they played the New York Knicks. And I was with you as soon as you mentioned his name. I like him, but we've heard him at least three or four times ever since they played the Knicks a while back. Okay. The reason I mentioned him though, is because I saw a tweet from him where he was asking, so wait a minute, am I now the, the all time leader in field goal percentage for a season because right now if they do cancel the season and they counted this season's stats he would have a higher field goal percentage for this season than any other player the previous record was Wilt Chamberlain he has a higher field goal percentage this season than Wilt Chamberlain's best season so Mitchell Robinson would be your field goal percentage for a season leader that's why I mentioned it do you put an asterisk on that record or not? What do you do with no, that asterisk? No, no. Nope. You take Mitchell that asterisk Robinson. and you punt it, and then Mitchell rebound. <laughs> Mitchell rebound. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson will go run and get the rebound. You punt that asterisk. I can't say that word. That's a tough oh, word. Yeah. Asterisk. It's not asterisk. I S K. Asterisk. Asterisk. Mm-hmm. Asterisk. Yep. It's just like a statistician. Esthetician. 
There you go. Yeah. Nichelle Mosley, shout out to you at Queen City Beauty Group. Okay. Let me look at some game stats for this one. Well, first, let me go to the Magic. So, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon leading the way, 19 points, 7 of 17. Yeah, Gordon is how you pronounce that last name. Aaron Gordon. Gordon? Mm-hmm. Mm, D. Yep. Okay. Well, he didn't play D because the Hornets scored 110 points in this game. So, Steve, oh. figure that out. Oh, of six from three for Gordon as well. So, that's not great. Uh, Terrence Ross, five of nine from the field, so an efficient night, but they hold him to 12 points in 22 minutes. That That's probably a big deal. And then Vucevic in 33 minutes, only scoring seven points. He was three of 11 from the field, one of six. I mean, that's probably your game right there. Let me look at some team comparison. Both teams shot well, 47% for the Hornets. The Magic actually shot a higher percentage, but again, you go to the three-pointers, 12 for the Hornets, 10 for the Magic, that could have been a big difference in this game, a close game. Fast break points, Hornets 18 to the Magic 6, so they were getting out on the run. For the past two games, the Hornets have beat their opponent in points in the paint and uh, bench points as well, 50 for the Hornets, 45 for the Magic, and a lot of that Nick Batum and Billy Hernan Gomez just scorching hot right now for the Charlotte Hornets. That's what's happening in the Hornets' alternate universe. When I at when the Hornets played the Pacers last and TJ Warren just torched them like he did and really most of the games that they played this season, I asked um, I asked TJ Warren why he hates us so much and then I mentioned that he is now first team all bleep you to the Charlotte Hornets and Tobias Harris is on that team. I got some Terrence Ross responses. I I had heard a couple of people. I saw a couple of people respond that Terrence Ross also hates the Charlotte Hornets. So don't know if twelve points is really realistic. Maybe the Nick Batum I can believe. Right, like it's a Nick Batum and the Billy Hurdin Gomez. As much as that's not realistic, Terrence Ross only scoring twelve points. I would imagine he would go for thirty in any game against the Charlotte Hornets. So the Hornets play the Knicks tonight, March seventeenth. I will sim that game, and we can talk about it tomorrow. They got three games coming up this week: one again, one against the Knicks, then uh, Wednesday against the Sixers. And they finish up Friday against the Los Angeles Lakers. So we're going to know a lot about this team. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. Things are crazy. Billy Hernan Gomez and Nick Batum are on fire. I mean, I'm not going to say that the Hornets are out of the playoff picture in this Hornets alternate universe. I can't say it at this point. They are in the game right now. Excited to hear a Mitchell Robinson recap tomorrow after that game is played tonight. One more segment to go here on Locked on Hornets. This is Locked on Hornets. Well, don't let, hold on, don't let me end my take on that because that's not what I mean. I don't mean that he shouldn't nope, be in the NBA. No, that's what you meant, and no, it's disrespectful. I mean that. You're Anthony Tolliver. I'm Trevion Graham. That's who I love. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Two Anthony Tolliver bumps. I would expect nothing less from Doug Branson. Another thing I want to inform you guys on is not only are we going to be simming the season uh-huh. via Nintendo Switch, there is a big board on Nintendo switch the Charlotte Hornets are drafting at nine. If the season were to end today. So uh-huh. we will put some real life perspective on that mock draft, but I will tell you guys at number nine, uh-huh. according to Nintendo switch, yeah. the big board has the Hornets taking a possible player that's related to an NBA point guard. Great. Wow. Wow. And that's no hyperbole. He might be related to him. I don't know though. You'll have to find out who will they and draft? We'll talk who about will it they draft? Who will they a draft? Little who t- will they <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Uh, one thing we're trying to figure out just as we try to milk our brain for content during the coronavirus times. Milk. 
a lot of people have come up with a bunch of brackets, right? March sadness, trying to figure out a bunch of topics and then putting a bracket together and coming up with the eventual champion. You know how that works. We are going to do the same thing and we're going to do so with the greatest Charlotte Hornets moments of all time. Now, when we put this bracket together, I imagine we're not going to put together a bracket of 64 best memories in Charlotte Hornets history. What would be a good number, Doug? Because 32 even seems too much to me. I think 16 is doable. I, I think 16 is probably the number we should shoot for. I, I like 16 for, for a variety of reasons. I think if we could come up with 64 moments, but as we found out when we tried to rank the 30 great, or I think, we, did we do 50 or no, we did 30 we greatest. We did 30. Yeah, it starts. To there get, was nothing wrong with the 30. I have no, there was nothing wrong. Okay, with but it starts to get weird down at the bottom of the list. You know, because you're talking about players that would not be that would not sniff the 30 for some of the other franchises. So I think we 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 could come up with 64, but I think it's best if we just celebrate the 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 best of the best when it comes to this franchise. Oh, that, you think that's a problem? I love that about our team. Like, with it, it's so unique <laughs> that we don't have many moments. I want Troy Daniel. I want a random Troy Daniels performance, well, the Miracle After Midnight, to be included here, which absolutely would uh, not be included. In any other franchise moment. I want that kind of thing to be included. Okay, well, hold on, because I think that should be included in the 16. I mean, honestly. Yeah, no, uh, you would have that as a one seed. If Doug Branson was responsible for putting this bracket together himself, he would have Troy Daniels as a one seed and have that eventual champion. It would only be things that I was responsible for naming. So it would be the Sky Miles nickname. So Miles Bridges mm-hmm. being drafted and referred That's to as That's the Sky Northwest Miles. region. Right, absolutely. Right. Uh, all right, so let's let's brainstorm because not you know we probably will come up with more than sixteen, so we have to kind of pare this down. And and what I want everyone to do that's listening right now is go to Twitter and tweet at us at Locked On Hornets your favorite uh, Charlotte Hornets moments of all time. Could be Bobcats too. We're going to include the whole history here. The Bobcats coming back, the Charlotte Hornets getting to the almost getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So that Bucks series, uh, you've got oh, a It's so sad. This is going to be sad. <laughs> no, it's almost, not. Almost getting Hold to the con- No, I like it as well. It's hilarious. I, I, I love that. Almost getting there. That's at least a two seat. Well, I think it's honestly, it's it's kind of the great thing about being a Hornets fan is that and it's it's a it's a weird, great thing. But stay with me here. The moment that this team makes an Eastern Conference Finals that automatically becomes the greatest moment in Charlotte Hornets history. And you get to live that. You, there's, no, there's not going to be a question. No one's going to debate it. That will be the greatest moment. And you get to experience that at some point in the, in the future when we can all go outside again. Right now, I think if I were to project, if ESPN was hosting a bracketology show about this very subject, I think my prediction for national champion would have to be Alonzo Morning's shot, right? And it's it's got to be the best moment in Hornets history. And that's going to be the tricky part of this. We're going to leave it up, I imagine, to the listeners to vote on this. As We're going to put the bracket yes. out. We're going to put those matchups up there. So, again, follow us on Twitter at yeah, Lockdown Quit trying Hornets. to influence the vote. I'm not going to Wait, influence let the, the vote. people. What are you doing? Disenfranchising people. Are we? We're in the middle of primary season, and you're out here trying to <laughs> improperly. Inf- you're like Russia right now. You're putting Facebook ads, Twitter ads, trying to influence the vote. What are you doing? Are we're, we're putting together the bracket. We are choosing the memories, right? We're choosing the moments. Yes, you and I, right? because we and are hashtag experts about the Charlotte Hornets, we will put the 16 moments together and we will seed them 
and then but we want your contributions let us know what your favorite moments were so we can we can factor those in then we will make a bracket and then we'll tell you when it's probably going to be a couple weeks from now we'll do the bracket and we'll put the votes out on twitter but let's quickly before we have to go let's brainstorm some moments just i mean i just want to rattle these off so you mentioned alonzo morning's shot against the boston celtics to give the hornets their first franchise playoff series victory you have the famous steve martin call that goes along with that so that's i, I mean i i don't want to influence the vote but that might be a one seed yes um, you're coming on we work, will right? we will see maybe we do like four groups and mm-hmm. and of 16 instead of like just one through 16 because that's kind of boring we want four one seeds so maybe we do just four groups of four i think the, i think my math's right there right four times four carry the one divide by two yes that's 16 okay real go. quick alonzo morning shot what else you got what are what are some other moments uh, Courtney Lee shot in the playoffs against the Miami Heat is something I think should be mentioned there. I don't know if it can be mentioned as a one seed with a loss, but Kemba Walker going for 60 was special until Jimmy Butler ruined it. I would be interested in the seeding on that. That would be, I think, one of the more polarizing memories for a lot of people. Well, Kemba uh, 60, but also Kemba breaking the scoring record. Certainly that has to be up there. And I think that was also in a loss against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And that was kind of garbage time at the end. Yeah. I'm interested in how well, they went to over. He, they, he had to go. It was such an epic thing because they had to go to overtime in order for him to break it. Oh, that's uh, right. That's it right. might've been a, see, we're experts, I, but it might've been a win. I'm going to check on that. I think it was okay. A, maybe I, maybe I was wrong on that. Oh, no. I thought that the, it was a loss. I thought Doug, I thought it was a loss against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron You're James. Right. I thought that was right. the game. Yeah. You're right. But it did go over. It did go into overtime. Yeah, just one expert and not even really all that much. So, uh, Kimball Walker Those breaking the scoring record. What else? We, we we can we can rattle some more off. I know we have it. Well, drafting LJ, I think, has to be up there. Just yeah, just drafting some of these guys well, that might the, be yeah, it was yeah. a top pick. And what I about mean, the grandma mantra that did okay. surround this? Right. I mean, I, I wonder if just having the costume Space if that Jam? was one of the best moments. Having two Hornets in Space Jam. Yeah, hundred percent. That would be great. Um, Byron yeah. Mullins dunk. Remember that? Remember when he dunked over like the entire Sacramento Kings? That was fun. <laughs> I've got video of that. I can yeah. I can show you video of that if you don't remember well, it. What about back. Gerald Henderson throwing the ball out of bounds and hitting the lady in the face? All right, Is that see, a moment now you're getting cynical. Right I'm gonna pull you back. You're getting okay. cynical right now. That's not the greatest moment. I'm talking about. You come with Byron Mullins dunk, and then I get cynical hold by on. mentioning hold Gerald on. Henderson's throwaway. Hold on. I'm the cynical one hold of the on. two of us. Mine was an athletic achievement that led to two points for the Charlotte Bobcats. I think the Bobcats coming back has got to be one. Though you know the Charlotte getting another team, uh, the Hornets even existing. I mean, you got to put the Hornets debuting in 1989. You got to put that in there. Maybe an All NBA berth for Al Jefferson. Maybe that's something that should be included. Uh, maybe we also have the first playoff appearance for the Charlotte Bobcats, and that was Gerald Wallace and Stephen Jackson finally getting this team to the playoffs. I think that might be something you would want to mention. No win. Yeah. Miracle after midnight. I'm definitely including that one. Oh, I've got a great one. The Hornets in 1996, April 8th of 1996 beat the Chicago bulls to end their perfect home streak in the year that they won 72 games. They were lost. Number nine. It had no business beating the Chicago bulls at home. They only won by one point and Del Curry punted the basketball at the end of the game. <laughs> Amazing. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch the whole game, I think, or maybe some highlights. On the YouTube? Is that where we can watch it? We can watch it on the YouTube. The, as Bernie the Sanders YouTube. Hey, listen, you got plenty of time, people. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. All right. Those are some of the moments I think that we were able to cook up. We'll try to do so off air as well. Feel free to tweet us at Lockdown Hornets to come up with some of your favorite moments within Charlotte Hornets history. That wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.